We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the show. We call it Ivy Nation Sports Talk. <laughs> Chuckles over there is Vince Dario. I'm Sean Styers. How are you today? Fantastic. I am Double fantastic. One thumbs up. Yeah, man. One day away from spring break, which excited about that. And uh, yeah, natives are definitely good. restless at school. Boy, it doesn't so... feel like spring out there, though, does it? <laughs> um today it actually isn't terrible uh but it started out at like 18 degrees and when i left school it was about 50 so it wasn't too bad when i left but uh yeah not a great day yeah that's i guess i haven't really been outside for i was outside this morning when it was freaking cold i guess i was outside a little bit this afternoon but not too much it's still the sun's shining anyway but feels it good helps. well tomorrow we got a lot to talk about saturday is going to be terrible and yeah, tomorrow Jesse, is going to be terrible. Jesse is at Wrigley today with his girlfriend. They were at the, the uh, season opener, Cubs and Brewers. Things turned out well. Major League Baseball opening day. I didn't realize. I think I saw somebody said, like, this is the first time in 60-plus years, something like that, that every Major League team is playing on opening day today. Huh. That's interesting. And Yeah, I thought so that- as well is probably accurate because there's usually like two or three, like they kind of get some big name games, like to be the first opening day. And then the next day, everybody else kind of piles in, you right. know, that it is pretty like accurate. They stagger it like in case of like weather cancellations sure. and stuff like that and whatever else. But in any case, they were all supposed to be playing today. I don't know if anybody got canceled or not. We'll talk more about that in rapid fire. Mm. in a little bit we've got some comments from al golden coming up i think some really interesting comments that uh, you're going to want to hear okay uh, some different things state of the defense and his second season and and some different things like that uh, we'll also hear from micah shrewsbury in rapid fire but nice. introduced his head coach today uh, it was kind of marcus freeman introductory press conference 2.0 they <laughs> uh, they copied the exact format, essentially, that Marcus Freeman had at his introduction. It's just that they did it inside Purcell Pavilion rather than uh, inside the Irish Athletic Center. You had the band play, and here comes Shrewsbury and his family through the Purcell tunnel and all that kind of stuff. And 
you had an MC, you had Jordan Cornette subbing for Brady Quinn. And of course you had Jack Swarbrick as well as Father John and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then some Q&A from the media. What what did you think? Any any resounding takeaway from Micah Shrewsbury's introduction today? Resounding takeaway? No. The I mean any any slight takeaway. The the best part about what <laughs> he said away at all. <laughs> the best part about what he said, right? Because that's all a press conferences, just a bunch of talking, right? The best uh, part about what he said is that he is a defense first coach. And I think, you know, granted that's a shift in philosophy. Is that a cliche? Sure. But as a shift in philosophy for what has been going on at Notre Dame for the last, you know, 20 years. So that was exciting. That was, uh, you know, something that was good to hear. I hope that that is the case. And I think, you know, they're going to have a roster of guys that are, they're going to be underdogs a lot. And how do you coach up underdogs? They play good, solid defense, right? That's how you stay in games. And so I like that philosophy. I really do. And so we'll see what happens. But, you know, that was a good thing. But I think what you already said, what did I take from it? As soon as I started watching it, I was like, I was just at this uh, a little over a year ago. Oh, wait, but that was for the football coach. Like, it was identical. Almost, like, script was identical for when they introduced Marcus Freeman. And I guess, you know, when you got a good thing going, you stick with it. I don't know. I, I guess that's the best way to put it. Now, I was looking for this book. Um, Malcolm Gladwell, have you ever read any of his stuff? No. He's got a lot of different books. He's got a lot of bestsellers, actually. Okay. And I was thinking it was this one called Outliers, but it's not. I don't think it is this one. But there's this David and Goliath. That's that's the book that it is. David and Goliath is the name okay. of the book. But he's also, he wrote this one called Outliers and some other books but in David and Goliath there is it's it's kind of a series not short stories but just like okay. different examples of kind of how like the little guy toppled the big guy kind of thing and in David and Goliath there is a one of one of his uh stories is about how this guy who had never coached basketball before never really knew that much about basketball was coaching his daughter's youth team okay. and you know, he he, he kind of did some research, talked to some people about, you know, how can how can a guy who's never coached before, uh, you know, with a group of, of young girls who really wasn't, you know, it, it was, I don't know how competitive the league was, but they weren't supposed to be very good. How can they essentially, you know, kind of like uh, analytics or, you know, like, um, um, help me out, Moneyball, you know, like the Moneyball. Oh, yeah, sure ball you know kind of kind of thing what is what is undervalued defense and so he made this team of young girls i think you know 12 year olds maybe you know somewhere around that mm -hmm. age they were like the defensive machine of this league and they ticked everybody off and they won uh, they won the championship in yeah. their league you know so they're coached by this guy who knows nothing about basketball really nothing you know had never coached before they focused on defense and they won their league. So that's that that I mean, was kind of the point of my story. And that's yeah. you can you can at least be competitive. You can stay in games, especially in a sport like basketball. I mean, just right. look at look at Virginia and their whole philosophy. Keep the points down. Now sometimes sometimes that 
leaves you more prone to upsets, but over the course of a full season, they've won a heck of a lot more games than they've lost, mm -hmm. and defense is a big reason why. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. They're going to have to be sound defensively because they're not going to go out and outscore everybody. I mean, that's just... That's just not going to happen, right? So, you know, they're going to have to play some defense and they're going to have to play as a team and all the things that he was preaching, they're going to have to do all of those things. And so, you know, I'm excited about it. I, I think Micah Shrewsbury is going to be a really good coach, but people need to not let the, you know, put the cart before the horse. Like, be patient. It's yeah. not going to happen overnight. Exactly. That was that would have been the next words right out of my mouth. It is not going yeah. to be an overnight resurrection project. You know, don't forget the state the roster is in right now. He's got a lot right. of work to do. Maybe he's able to go out and get yeah. some transfer. He was asked about NIL and the transfer portal. Really didn't answer much, you know, much in terms of no. that specific question. Um, but but we'll see. We know his son is going to be coming in here, Braden Shrewsbury. And there are some other possibilities. So we'll see what he's able to put together in sure. year one. Again, like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna base my opinion, a lot of my opinion on him and what happens in year one, unless he's able to go out and get, you know, some big stud transfers that nobody's foreseeing right now, and all of a sudden, you know, make it competitive. But the question is how competitive are they going to be? Right. Like if it, if it if it's at least a competitive team, I think a lot of people will be happy. Now others I agree. Others, others will probably base too much on his first season and go, see, we got this new coach and blah, you know, but whatever. Scheduling philosophy is going to be another thing. I'll be curious to see what he does with the schedule. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. you know, with the exception of ACC games, we just 
in the last 23 years did not see very many non, you know, marquee non-conference yeah. type matchups at Purcell Pavilion. The last time, well, yeah, not at Purcell, that's for sure. I mean, the last time they did anything. Well, really that's marquee, what I'm talking about. I'm talking yeah. about inside. Yeah. I'm talking about for season ticket holders getting the local fan base sure. excited. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, there's not much to get excited about except for the occasional, uh, you know, North Carolina Duke, you know, visit, and but that's conference play, and exactly. that. That's not going out on a limb. Now, he did say, one of the things he did say was, I'll play anybody. Like, we'll play anybody. Because somebody mm-hmm. asked him if he wanted to get Purdue and IU and Butler on the schedule at Crossroads Classic. And he's like, we'll play anybody. Bring it on. Whatever. And uh, I appreciate that. We'll see how true that is when they start putting the schedule together, obviously. <laughs> but uh, Well, you know. you know, Mike Bray found out pretty quickly that that IU series went away pretty quickly. And then it ended up turning into the Crossroads Classic because what would happen? Season ticket holders, you know, people would buy season tickets. Sure, who were IU that. fans, just yeah. so they could, just so they could show up in their red to Purcell Pavilion. And right, I don't think very, you know, Mike Bray didn't want it, and I don't blame him for not playing I don't either. that series anymore. Yeah, well, no, I don't I don't my either. home arena full of seventy-five percent, eighty percent of the the other team. You know, right. So no, I completely that'll agree. be something. There's there's always considerations that come around with that that. You don't learn until you go through it a time or mm-hmm. two. Yep. So, but good luck. I mean, it's he, as we've talked before. I mean, if there was a slam dunk hire, this seemed like it. Apparently, he was Jack Swarbrick's guy from day one, and they pursued him, and they started off with a really big list, and they whittled it down, and Micah Shrewsbury ended up being the guy. So, uh, again, we'll have. Some specific comments from him coming up in rapid fire in a little yes. bit. But how about some specific comments from one Al Golden, <laughs> defensive coordinator of the Fighting Irish? And I know you've been waiting for this all day, haven't you, Vince? Uh, absolutely. Because I purposely <laughs> did not listen to any of his comments Okay, since yesterday's press conference. Excellent. Because Excellent. I like – I actually, and I know it's going to sound like I wasn't preparing for the show – but I like to be surprised by what they have to say. So you get my genuine reaction to what, what the guys are talking about, right? And yeah. there's a reason that you don't share the audio with me, too. I mean, I could go out <laughs> and find it, obviously. But there's a reason. And I'm, I'm excited to hear what he has to say. I could. I knew you'd never listen to it, but I could. Ouch. But <laughs> Because I want the surprise on the show. Oh, yes, yes. That's right. The surprise. The surprise. Yeah. <laughs> that's why. Yep. Forgot. Uh, by the way. Hit the like button if you would. We do appreciate it, and it helps out Irish Breakdown. Um, I saw Brian, before we get into this first Al Golden comment, the uh, the Super Chats yesterday for the Notre Dame softball cancer fundraiser raised over $1,000 yesterday. IV subscribers did, so good job. Good that was job, awesome. everybody. We appreciate yeah. it. And he said, you know, after, after uh, YouTube takes its fees, we'll be able to donate a little over 800 bucks to them. So yep. very Good good. YouTube job. Well done. And yes. that doesn't even count the people that went straight to the link to the donation yeah. page. Who knows how softball. many people did that, you know? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, we'll, we'll say that at least $200 worth of people did that. So we can say that IB nation at least put out a thousand bucks, which I think is awesome. Yeah, for sure. All right. So Al golden going into his second season as Notre Dame's defensive coordinator how much of a difference has he noticed with this being his, his second season through this first week of spring practice? You know, um, you know, last year was 
the, the confluence of a lot of different things meeting in, in spring ball. You know, myself and the systems I've been a part of, the personnel that was here, mm-hmm. and then Marcus's Marcus. system. Um, and even to some extent, you know, the guys that were here before Marcus, Mick and CO, like some of the things like they Clark. brought from Clark. Yeah. So all of that came together last year, and it was overwhelming at times trying to get it calmed down. Um, but uh, I was just asked a question downstairs, and that was the first order of priority for me this offseason was don't just pick the plays you're going to run in the spring. But look at the opponents first, and what do we need to run? Because um, we probably practiced some things last spring that we didn't need to. And as the, as the season evolved, I needed X, Y, and Z. So now we're practicing X, Y, and Z, and, and this, these other things are gone. So, um, and that's been awesome, just to be in a staff, you know, with Mick and CO and and Wash, and uh, and obviously what Max brings coming from Alabama. Just you know, he's brought so much in terms of experience, and, and um, uh, it just really it it's been a good off season in terms of that, and hopefully the kids feel it. All right, Vince. You know, Michael. You know, came out guns blazing on Al Golden there. He's he's saying <laughs> word word salad, Al Golden. I mean, I didn't think that was a word salad there. Personally, you know, I don't and he wasn't he said that before we played the soundbite. He's basically saying, look, we pared some things down from last year. Third defensive mm-hmm. coordinator in, in as many years, and they've eliminated some stuff. I think that's a pretty good sign. What do you think? But isn't that what we asked for? Isn't that what we wanted? I mean, well, he did it though. So are you going to complain what, because he did it now? That, that, and that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that, that, that's you, that's exactly what I'm saying. Isn't that what we wanted? It wasn't the big complaint that it was too complicated and guys were too going too stuff. slow. Yeah. They pared it down. Okay. Check the box. Like that, to me, that was great to hear. That means that they did a, a self evaluation and they came to the same conclusion that a lot of other people came to is that they weren't being allowed to just go out and play right yes you have to play within a scheme and soundly and all of those things but you know come on this is what they wanted this is what everybody wanted everybody should be happy when they hear this and i'm happy that i'm hearing it and i think i think christopher must be from missouri he needs to he needs al (laughs) golden to show him he says i think the problem is we need to see it first i mean i don't disagree with that but and that's that's something, you know, again, it's like when you're talking about spring practice, we have no idea what they're talking about in the film room and what they're putting in and what kind of things right. they're actually, you know, how many different concepts or plays or, you know, whatever they're running on a daily basis. But he's saying that 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 they've pared it down. And like he was, again, third defensive coordinator in as many seasons. And I mean, he's talking about tentacles going back to, we still had some of Clark Lee stuff in there last year. We had some of Marcus <laughs> right. Freeman stuff in there last year. And in fairness to him, he did get hired just a little bit more than a month before spring practice right. started, sure. you know, and not like Jared Parker, where at least he was in the program and had a lot more familiarity. He was coming from the NFL where he hadn't even, you know, other than who knows how much college film he had even watched, you know, like sure. he probably as a position coach, was not very involved in the draft process. That was a lot more on the general manager and the head coach and, you know, the scouts and and those kind of guys. So I think that his willingness to recognize that they needed to get rid of some things is really telling. Now, how much of that came from the top down to him? Who knows? Sure. But at least 
at least for now, he's saying that 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 they did what they needed to do, and that was simplify things a bit. Yeah. So I mean, okay. Like I said, first box checked. Like there, there's certain things that you need to hear, and then there's certain things that you need to see. Yeah. Haven't been able to see anything because we haven't been in there. Right. We get a full practice on Saturday. We'll be able to see some things, right? And we're going to make all kinds of broad, you know, statements about what we saw. And, you know, that's all well and good and that's fine. But we need to hear it too. Because if he's taking the time to actually say the words, that means he at least is thinking about it. And that's important. Okay, Vince, I'm going to need you to vamp here for a minute because I just found out that my setting is on my my home internet not the internet that's tell. at least somewhat better that, that i run yeah I and tell. you were sounding clunky on my end so talk about the fundraiser or something here for a minute i'll be right back i gotta <laughs> i gotta good. jump out I gotta jump out and then connect on onto a different internet hub okay all right, all right. so yep so we were just talking about the the uh, fundraiser for the Notre Dame softball team, and I believe their goal is forty thousand dollars. And USMA eighty seven has us a an update. They're up to thirty six thousand eight hundred dollars in donations, which is awesome. So so happy. It's one of the things that I actually love about being part of Irish Breakdown is that we do these fundraisers for what well, you know good causes and. You know, the money doesn't all go into our pockets. As Brian likes to say, he puts it back into the company and then he puts it back out into the community. And I love that. And I love that's part about of being part of the IB family. So thank you, everybody, for uh, for doing that. That's awesome. And that was really fast yes. on your part, by the way. Yes. And you are Am I connected. Can you hear clear me? Clear as a bell. Nice. You were, you were kind of blurry before. Like, yeah, it was I chopping on my end. And that's that's the first symptom. I think what happens is the router you know, like reboots by itself every once in a while. And when it does that, my laptop automatically connects to the other internet. And uh, I did not double check that before we started. So that's great. That's all your, all your glory. So do you pal. (laughs) I was fishing for that compliment. That's right. Our old friend face. (laughs) You remember that? Yes, I do. (laughs) All right. So, we were talking about the the uh, the little changes that Al Golden made, and you know he's got more familiarity with his his staff, his personnel, with everything, and hopefully they've got, you know, the players have more familiarity with the system that they're running now. It just makes everything everything better. You play faster, you know, the more you know, and if you pare mm-hmm. things down, you're, you're going to learn all this stuff quicker. But there is also familiarity with the opponents that. He didn't have last year after coaching in the NFL for those six years. That's that was the impetus for for our approach this offseason. You know, it just I hadn't I hadn't seen the all those offenses. I tried to catch up, but it was really hard. You know, because I got here so late. So, um, and I know the personnel better, so I know what the personnel uh, what their strengths are and and what they can do really well and. Um, but just to have those veteran guys being able to, when you're strong up the middle, you got a chance to be strong. And, and, and right now our inside backers and safeties are all veterans and they can, they can solve problems on the field, which is great. So Vince, what do you think? You were in a conference, you know, the, the, the number of repeat opponents from last sure. year to this year, it's, it's almost half the schedule. It's five, sure. you know, five sure. out of seven. So not quite half, but, but almost there, you know, you were in a conference, 
you you know you play teams year after year that familiarity yep. how much difference do you think that makes year in and year out it makes a huge difference that's why navy isn't as good as they used to be because they're in a conference because they're in a like, conference now yeah i mean familiarity breeds success i mean there's just no two ways about it and i thought it breeded contempt well, it breeds success for me. So okay. I, I just made that up. I know there's a you, quote out there someplace, but you ooze success. That's what I, it is. Well, you're not wrong. Um, <laughs> so I'm wearing the green money shirt today. Uh, no, but I, I think it, it, it absolutely makes a difference. Number one, the familiarity with the teams that you're playing, absolutely, 100%. Right. But the familiarity with his own team, I think, is also something that is going to make a huge difference. Yes. He gets to know them throughout the season and things like that, but now he's seen a lot of these guys in various situations, various scenarios. He's seen them in the off season. He's seen them throughout the entire season. I think that's going to make a big difference because he's very familiar now with the strengths and the weaknesses of everybody on that squad. I actually like the fact that he's got a familiarity with the team more so than a familiarity with the opponents, but still, it's going to breed more success all around. Yes. I smell a little sarcasm in the chat tonight. People are going after Al Golden. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I got here so late because I was coaching at the Super Bowl. I mean, it's true. Like if you were going to bring a note home to Marcus Freeman, like, <laughs> dear Marcus, please excuse Al. He was coaching in the Super Bowl. You know, like, that seems like a valid excuse. Yeah. Sign Epstein's mother. You know, like. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> welcome back. That's right. <laughs> like, it seems like a valid excuse to me. Uh, it, he's he's coaching at the Super Bowl. I mean, and you know, it gives him. But I I agree, and it it gives him now, like he was talking about, like in the spring, there are specific things that he can work on install with his players in the spring this spring specifically right. that there was no you know last year it was all just base type stuff and, and learning right. a base type stuff and it sounds like a lot of base type stuff but now you can work in some team specific stuff that you're going to need to have and so you can be ready for it in the fall you know you can mm -hmm. work on little bits and pieces like navy especially since you know you're going to play navy right out of the gate this year you can you can be you know you can work on a little navy stuff yeah during the spring and have 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 that ready to go for the fall and then work on you know little bits and pieces early but you're going to have navy right away so having that experience i think is is going to do nothing but help now and, and you know now look i know we're playing these sound bites and you hear here now golden say this and there's people you know who who still aren't going to be sold That's on fine. al al golden i mean Bayern, they had a pretty good defense last year. To me, and we're going to talk about this here in a minute, to me, the biggest thing was the red zone. Red zone gets better. Do you want to just talk about the red zone right now? Should we Jump just in. go straight to the red zone? Let's comments? do it. Yeah. We can come back to a couple of the other stuff because I do think that the red zone, again, I think that that is the biggest thing. And that's the biggest area of improvement that I think they have. They ranked 130th. Yeesh. Out of 131 FBS teams, there's no way around it. That is not good. How are you going to get better in the red zone, Al Golden? You know, challenge. There's no, there's no uh, vertical throws in the low red, and it's all horizontal game. You know, hold your ground. Um, yeah, there's a, definitely a renewed emphasis, starting with me. I got to do a better job calling it down there. And, uh, you know, we, we took some things out and put some things in. And from that standpoint, uh, you know, we just we just needed 
let, you know, if, if we had three stops to go with what we were doing up the field, like three or four more stops, because we were very hard, you know, I think we were very good at not letting guys in the red. Yeah, so if we could stay there and then, and then improve this, it's really going to help us a lot. And what he was talking about there, very good at not letting teams in the red zone. Only 34 red zone trips by opponents last year. And over 13 games, that's less than three times per game in the red zone. So they were good at keeping teams out of the red zone for the most part. (laughs) The problem was, as soon as you get to the red zone, it's like a free pass. Just there you go. There's the end zone. Absolutely. 27 touchdowns and five field goals later. 32 of 34 times 93 percent teams scored once they got to the red zone that's a huge issue it's a huge issue i mean they they were what top 10 going into the red zone like uh, preventing teams from getting in the red zone which is great you know it's that whole hey man they played great between the 20s but then when you get in the red zone you know either the offense sputters or the defense just gives up like it's that's not a good combination right and so they have to get better in the red zone they, you know, and he took some onus on it. He's like, I got to make some better calls. I got to have a better package in the red zone. We've got to be better. There's no way you can't defend 130 out of 131. I mean, you, no. you can't, you can't defend that. Right. Right. So he's right. They have to get better in the red zone. Have to. But and they were still a top 20 defense with how putrid they were in the red zone. Exactly. They were a top 20 and defense. Think of how much better, you know, like Georgia was number two in the red zone last year like deconstruct this a little bit so you got 34 red zone trips again that's less than three times per game opponents got to the red zone there were eight teams that allowed 50 plus red zone trips last year so and there was i think the worst in the nation was 62 something like that so almost double the red zone trips that notre dame allowed ohio state i was shocked when i saw this i didn't realize how bad they were in red zone defense but again like it's it's a little bit like playing with numbers. They were 126th, but they allowed 27 scores out of 29 attempts. Nine were field goals, and you know they almost went to the college football playoff. You yeah, know, and that was ranking 126th in red zone defense. The other end of the spectrum was Georgia, who was number two. They just like Notre Dame had 34 uh, opponent trips to the red zone. They only allowed 13 touchdowns. And force 10 field goals. So, like if you start, like if you start with improving this thing, you know, like Al Golden's talking about better calls and stuff like that. And that's absolutely right. If you if you give up a touch or give up a field goal rather on like a third of those 57 touchdowns that were scored, I mean, that's that gets you down to right around 20 points allowed per game just by itself. You know, like you're 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 still going to be giving up red zone scores, but you're cutting down the points. Just giving, you know, forcing field goals yeah. would go a long way, is my point. But you still have to, you still have to find a way to whittle that number. And the other thing that you can do to whittle that number is something they were horrible in the first part of the season was forcing turnovers. They got better as the season went on, but you know, it took them forever to start forcing turnovers. You, you start forcing some turnovers, that changes the game as well. Sure. No, absolutely. And I think the bottom line here, and I love everything that you said because it, you you bla- you put it in black and white, kind of what needs to change. And if you change those little things, you get you get big changes, right? There doesn't need to be that much improvement, right? Overall, defensively, it's, it's, it's tweaks, really. You got to tweak it. Yeah, and we were all 
ticked off at the way the defense played at times, right? We all were, right? They would give up that big long drive, you know, in the Ohio State game or the or the another big long drive that put a game away. Like it, it was it was very depressing how that would happen, right? Well, I think the offense is going to possess the ball more this year. So that's going to take pressure off the defense right there. Right. And if you just tweak a little bit of the defense, all of a sudden you've got a championship caliber defense to right. go along with an offense that's going to score more points than they did last year. See, and like, I think that the red zone struggles now that, you know, there were some other things. Could they have tackled better? Of course they could, you know, like the, you know, like the, the play against Marshall, the drive, you know, the drive late in the game against Marshall and, you know, all the, you know, there were, there were plays here and there, but by and large, it was a good defense. And I think the struggles of the red zone mi- mixed with, some inconsistent linebacker play mask what was otherwise a pretty good defense mm-hmm. last year. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Again, a couple tweaks, and all of a sudden, things are looking a lot different. Yes. I would concur with that. So, let's go to what Marcus Freeman touched on a little bit last week, and that is mixing the starters at practice. I think that like this, well, I'll just, I'll just, I'll let Al Golden discuss it first and then we'll come back to our comments. Every day, every single day we mix the starting unit uh, every time we go on the field and the guys don't know who's starting um, until we announce it that, that morning. And uh, it's helping with our, you know, preparedness. It's helping with our preparation uh, and it's a morale booster, you know, um, and you can't hide what's on tape. So, if a guy's not quite ready for the ones, it, it kind of plays out that way. And uh, and if somebody, you know, is, is, on the other hand, doing well with their opportunity, then maybe that we should get a little bit more reps. I'd like to know who came up with this. This whole, we're mixing starters every day. It's like, you know, like, I don't know if they're just drawing them out of the bag or if they're, like, they're you know, the coaches are sitting in a room and, and it's like, okay, here's going to be our, you know, I'm the linebacker coach. These are my three today. I'm the defensive line coach. Here's my here's my starting four today. I, I wonder uh, who's coming up with this. I wonder who came up with this idea because I think it's a really good idea. Yeah. Especially for, you know, for doing it in the spring. It's going to suck on Saturday because we're not going to know who they think the starters are. But That's that's a fair point. It's not going to do us any good, right? You know, They'll probably than, go with the whole second team unit out there. Just to <laughs> just, I, they're going to sit in their room in the morning before the thing. Like, all right, how do we f with the media right now? Like, that's that's how I see those conversations going. But from a coaching standpoint, I like it. I like it a lot, and that's what you need to do in the spring because this gives an opportunity for guys to get more reps, to get more important reps, and to get on film. Just like he said, film don't lie, right? Now, if they're doing this in the middle of August, I don't like that. <laughs> I, oh that, no, that's where There's I would no have way. Problem. There's no way you do this in August, right? Like, this is this is solely a spring thing. I, I think the spring is this is the perfect time to be doing something like this, especially when you've got as many young guys as you've got running around out there. Yeah, exactly. So I, I love it in the spring. I think it's great. I think it's going to give more guys some opportunities, which I also love. So you know. I'm excited to see what it looks like on Saturday. I will say that. Yeah, and I'll tell you what. There there are at least some uh, some Al Golden defensive defenders in here, I guess. You know, like Michael Sin scored 10 points in week one, so tell me what Al Golden was supposed yeah. to do. Give it up 21 points. You know, and Not it's like – safety blitz. Yeah, that, well, yeah, 
and, and that's fair. <laughs> but, but he's you not still got to score. You he's still got to score more than ten points. Absolutely, yeah, that's right. That's Absolutely. right. It's like, you know, like losing a one nothing game and blaming the pitcher for giving up one run. Right? Like, if you score zero one runs, you're not going to win the game right. no matter what. The best case, you're going extra innings. The offense has still got to score some points, and that's you know, and you know, Michael got even more serious. <laughs> the offense choked at every loss. I mean, they definitely struggled. You're not wrong. At I every mean, loss. I mean, look USC, at, again, Ohio State. Yeah, Stanford, Marshall. The defense played well enough to win the Stanford game. There's Absolutely. no doubt about that. Offense had to score more. That's, yep. That was a, that that to me, like if you're going to talk about choke jobs, that was that was the biggest choke of the season. Yeah, and they could they the should have scored enough to beat Marshall. I mean, yeah. that that game was well within. Well, hand. well, that too, but yeah, but yeah, you're absolutely right. And then, like USMA '87, the defense forced enough punts for seven blocks, and you know that's again that's something that kind of gets glossed over is the fact that they did force a lot of punts uh, and a lot of three and outs last yeah. year, a lot yeah. of three and outs they forced. The problem was the offense had too many three and outs of their yes. own. Agreed. Offense was way too inconsistent. Way yeah. too inconsistent all year. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How about the uh, defensive line? You know, this is a position that we were kind of talking about coming into the spring. Um, you know, again, I think this is a position that's probably going to confuse us on Saturday, if, <laughs> if I'm being honest, based on what you were just talking about. But here's what Golden said about it. Right now, which is awesome. You know, you have your veterans coming back with Riley and, and Howard and, and Gabe to, to a certain extent. Nana, um, you know, uh, Baptiste coming in helps a lot. Jordan and Junior coming back and, and playing towards the end of the year helped us. So now we just need that next generation of guys to step up. You know, is it going to be Anya? Is it going to be Heinish? Is it going to be Burnham? Who, who's it going to be? And uh, that's what the spring's all about. Does that defensive line just feel like it's going to take a lot of time to sort all of it out to you? Yes, because I think there's a lot of guys with a lot of question marks. Now, I think there's talent there. I do, but I think I feel like it's very spread out. Like there's not anybody that's head and shoulders above somebody else. So you can look at that two different ways, right? Okay, there's no Isaiah Foskey. There's no Jason Adamalola. Okay. But there's a bunch of guys right here. So there's gonna be a lot of competition. Okay. So you can say, oh man, we got no stars on the defense, on the defensive line. You can also say these guys are gonna be battling tooth and nail for playing time. Because nobody's like way up here versus way down here. They're all right mm -hmm. here. So, I, you know, I like the idea of some competition. I think it's going to make them better. But you're right. I don't think it's going to happen overnight. No. I mean, and there are some, you know, like, who was, Michael was just commenting on Tyson Ford. And, you know, he was, Golden was asked about Tyson Ford. And he was talking about how he's, you know, worked really hard to get, you know, strong and, you know, get, big and you know like a, a solid body on him he the main thing he was talking about him with him was pad level you know just mm -hmm. technique those kind of things and 
quite frankly, you know, based on performance last year, that's something that has to be proven by the defensive line coach that he can right. teach proper technique to get those guys doing what they're supposed to be doing. Not just tell them play with lower pad level, show them exactly how to play with lower right. pad level. Yep. You know, those kind of things. Absolutely. The little things. Little yeah. things are going to make them better. Yeah. Period. I mean, that's that's where we are. And I I'll, I do, I said it before, and I'll say it again. I do think the offense being better is going to make the defense better. No, I agree. And you take some pressure off them. I definitely think that is going to help. And it's going to look different. I, I think this is going to be uh, one of the most, you know, there are going to be fundamentally some things that are going to be similar to what we've seen last year, obviously, specifically, but the last few years even, whether it's offense or defense. But I think that when we sit and watch Notre Dame football on Saturdays this fall, overall, I, I think it's going to look a lot different yeah. than what we've seen in a long time, really. With who's going to be the quarterback, with, oh, with yeah. who's, you know, who he's going to be throwing to, what it's the running look backs like. that they're going to have, just the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Yep, I completely agree. And it's and and that's all of it. All of it is for the better. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.